Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of 8 Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hello there, Kelly Pearson back with you talking about a new topic today. We're shifting from muscles to ligaments. But before I get there, I just want to say that it is so critical that when people move, and this is what you're attempting to do, is that you have kind of a wiggle with your walk, an organic fluid flexibility, and you don't look like you're on stilts, but rather you're working in a body where all the parts are moving independently one of the other. And one of the happiest things we can do is when we have that kind of body that has that wiggle is walking. Because walking when you're erect, and we talk about that uh, a little bit more in the future, Walking when your shoulders are back over your hips and you're leading with your heart and your head's back and your arms are swinging and your legs are really moving forward and your heel towing, you're engaging your glute muscles as pushing your body forward. It's really very hard to be sad when you're walking that way. And I tell my patients all the time when the best antidepressants to change up that sadness that we get into sometimes or that depression or the anxiety is just put everything down, including your phone and go for a walk using that strategy of swinging your arms, making your legs move and letting that heart in your chest kind of lead as you move forward. And really, you can't do that if you have a tight pelvis. And we're going to start with talking about the pelvis, if you will, because that's a really huge part of the body. And if it's not moving, then things are going to be problematic. Okay, so think of a guitar string and or a violin string, and you realize how sturdy and tight and tough those guys are. And that's really kind of the makings of ligaments. Ligaments are tissues in our body that absolutely have the ability to be affected with movement. And when we get old, they tend to shorten up. They tend to creep if our posture affords that. Sadly, they creep inappropriately as we're bent over. The, the ligaments in the front of our spine tighten up. Let's take even a step back and say, what are ligaments? Those are the tough, sinewy pieces of material that connect bone to bone. And they're not like muscles in that they contract to move your different and various joints. But in actual fact, they do shorten over time. And you can stay on top of it and work with gravity and some protocols I called GALS. It's an acronym for gravity-assisted ligamentous stretching. You can do that. And we're going to go over the different protocols in the body, starting from the pelvis on up. 
And if you treat the ligament kind of like an ornery, stoic son of a gun, as compared to a person that's really flexible and willing to change, that's more like a muscle, you have to really hang out with the ligament. You have to give it some opportunity over time to gain some opening. It doesn't stretch a tremendous amount, but I promise you that if you're a bent over forward person and that head is forward of your shoulders and those ligaments in the front of your spine are tight, you can't stretch those like muscles. It just doesn't work. Now we're going to be starting down at the bottom of the pelvis and we're looking at ligaments that are really, really tight and they're holding your sacrum to your ilium. And I'm going to put a picture in the show notes, what I mean by the pelvis, but they are holding this triangular bone, the sacrum, to the ilium, which are the two halves of the pelvic bowl that really hold all of our guts in. And those ligaments are so stoic. In fact, they're very, very hard to create instability in, in truth. I mean, there are cases that can happen. I had a horrible example of a lovely guy who fell while walking backwards carrying a desk into an elevator shaft two floors up. And when he landed on his back with the desktop on him. In fact, all the ligaments in the front of the sacroiliac joint and the ligaments that hold the pubic joint together, the front of the pelvic bowl, it splayed open like a book. Now that guy had instability. He needed about 16 screws in his pelvis to recreate stability. But that thankfully is not a typical problem. And oftentimes bones will fracture before ligaments break before ligaments tear, if you will. So with a pelvis, if you hold, take your hands and put it in your back pockets, right there where your hands are, are where you have this huge abundance of sacroiliac ligaments. And they get really, really tight and really, really stiff. And they cause you to waddle. You know, you can sit at an airport and watch people walk by and like, holy smacks, that whole pelvis moves in one unit, you know, the whole body just kind of rotates to the left and then rotates to the right every time they take a step. And you just know something bad is going to happen to them. They're going to be having back pain shortly, or at least I know that watching their mobility. And those sacroiliac joints have a little give. We figured that out in the 70s and then got confirmed each decade thereafter, not just with chiropractors, but orthopedic surgeons. And you want a little wiggle in those sacroiliac joints. Not a lot, but you want some because here's the drill. If you lose mobility in those big sacroiliac joints, the world works like this. If you lose mobility one place, you're going to ask your body to have to do more work someplace else. And in this case, the more work someplace else happens to be the fifth lumbar disc that sits right on top of the sacrum. And if in fact that disc is being stressed and strained and pulled and pulled and pulled and tractioned, the annular fibers outermost covering of that disc are going to tear and ultimately afford the body to have a herniated disc. And we're going to talk about more about that in detail as we move along. But that's so often when people come to me for herniated discs, their back is killing them. Maybe it's putting direct pressure on their sciatic nerve and bang, they've got leg pain. Often the number one thing we treat is let's get the sacroiliac joints to open up to the degree they can they can start their wiggle woggle and they can then reduce the biomechanical stress on that disc right above. So it can actually be given the space to heal. And that's super, super critical. Going in and removing the disc part that's 
sometimes is needed, but if that's all you're doing, you're just irritating the already compensating tissue. And if you don't do anything to the sacroiliac joints, you're going to have another disc irritation down the road. And then sadly, sometimes they can be so disparaging that they want to do a fusion. And then guess what happens? The level above has to do the work. So what happens to that? Within two to five years, that disc blows. So the key is to get the mobility. And chiropractors love to treat sacroiliac joints. It's kind of our bread and butter. But what can you do as a human being to keep that mobility in the pelvis? And that's the piece that we're talking about today. So you know these ligaments are tight. You know they don't release quickly. You know they tighten up over time. And if you're going to lengthen them, it's best if you are hanging out and letting weight push down on the ligaments and let gravity just work with you. So what I have found to be the best way to do this, to take one of these 36-inch rollers, and again, we'll have a picture of that in the show notes. You can get them almost any athletic store. You can buy them online. I can send you a link on the show notes as well. But you take this big foam roller and you place it on the ground and you are going to be actually putting it 90 degrees to your body. And the best thing to do is look on the video on eight minutes to ageless.com. It's the website for my book. And you scroll down and you'll see GALS, G-A-L-S. That will show you, starting with what we're talking about today, exactly what it looks like to hang out on the roller to afford the mobility, the lengthening, if you will, the relaxation, the creating space in these ligaments so that your pelvis moves better. But it also makes it just a heck of a lot easier for your chiropractor or osteopath or even PT if you're living in a state where PTs have the jurisdiction to manipulate and have the training. That when you have those joints or ligaments lengthened, if you will, manipulation is just so much easier. So you're going to be laying on the ground. You're going to take that roller with your bent knees. You're going to stick it right below your butt and you're going to grab each end so that it's not going to get away from you. Then with your knees bent, you're going to lift your pelvis up in the air. You're going to pull the little roller up underneath your buttock where your back pockets are. Okay. Not higher than that. We don't want to get into the lumbar spine at this point particularly for certain situations if you've had surgery and that type of thing. Now, clearly, if you've had a sacroiliac fusion, this is not for you. We don't want to be trying to move places that have been screwed down. Not a good option. So when you are in this position, it should feel like you're on just a big bone because you are. But now you're going to bring your knees up to the ceiling. Now, when I say up to the ceiling, I don't mean to your chest. So the knees are going straight up to the ceiling and your knees are bent but there's not a lot of movement here because you only have about nine inches by four or five inches of ligamentous material in this area. And if you're moving around too much, you're going to just blow by it. So now your knees are up in the air and your knees are bent. Your hands are hanging onto the edge of the roller. And now you're just gently, and I mean really gently and very minutely, you're going to move your knees forward about 10 degrees from vertical, 15 degrees from vertical and then come back towards your chest. So that's 15 degrees from vertical towards you. And you might do that four, five, six times, and then stop. And then your knees are going to go into side bending about 15 degrees, and then come on back and go to the other side. Now, here's the thing. 
If you go too far, you're going to be getting on to your piriformis and your gluteus muscles, and it won't feel good. So you want to just stay on the ligaments. This looks and feels like you're getting nothing accomplished, but I promise you that you are, and it should feel good. It should not hurt. And the last thing, if you can do this, is to put your legs up in the air, straight all the way up so your knees are no longer bent and your feet are pointing towards the ceiling. Now you can swing those hips out and open them up so that you're kind of doing the Chinese splits, if you will, and you're going as far out as you can. And now you're just going to let your right leg go down towards the roller about six inches and stop. And then your left leg go down to the roller about six inches and stop. I think this is just fabulous because it stretches the ligaments in your hips as well as the ligaments in the sacroiliac joint. It's just a tremendous, tremendous movement. Now, one caveat, if you are a short person, you know, five foot four or less, five foot five even, and sometimes this is just too much of a height for your pelvis to be on and your mid-back is so much lower. So what you can do is you can take either a cotton yoga bolster and I'll show you a picture of one of those, or you can simply take a couple big bath towels and roll them up and then place them vertically along your spine, starting in that lower thoracic area. So it's not in your low back, but it's right above it. But the point is you're laying on that. So now your head and your shoulders and most of your thoracic spine are on this towel. And so the difference between the height of your pelvis and the height of your thoracic spine and the rest of your spine is lessened. And when you're shorter, this is a nice thing because it can be just too much of a disparity when you have the larger roller underneath you. So those are just absolutely some of my favorite things to do. Now, I do my gravity-assisted ligamentous work every single night before bed. I keep my roller under my bed, pull it out, and I do... Actually, I do the vertical stretch first, but we're going to talk about that later. But I will always put the roller under my sacroiliac joints. I'll bring my knees up. I'll do the forward and back and side to side motion and the legs up in the air and out and side to side. And you can, again, see that in the video under 8minutestoageless.com. And it's just a fabulous way to stay out of trouble with regards to your low back, particularly if you've had that proclivity. For having back pain, you got to go in for treatment every now and again. This will make it a easier for you to get effective care when you are undergoing manipulation. But it just sometimes, and I've noticed this myself, reduces the need for as frequent of treatment, which to me is fabuloso. So that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about today and really own the fact that you're getting to enjoy a fluid body, one that moves in all directions. You're, you're giving this fabulous feedback to your brain. So your brain staying sharp. I've said this before, but that proprioceptive feedback from your joints, that data coming from a moving joint, heading to the brain to say, Hey, I'm going left now. I'm going right now. I'm going up. I'm going down. All that data stimulates brain. And it's part of our motor intellectual capacity. So when you have less feedback from your joints, because they're not moving your brain is not as sharp. And so more good feedback, better cognitive output. All right, then. So let's get you guys started with that this week. And as always, I hope you have a terrific week, moving your body more and more and having a happier and happier day. Thanks so much for your time. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, 
I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.